don't get asked to be on a lot of podcasts, so I'm a little out of practice. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's uh, it's very. Are you gonna go headphones oh, on or up? Yeah. 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 It's like learning to ride a bike. Rookie the, move. The headphones okay. come on. Okay. No, it's it's a little weird when you're not used to it because obviously you and I could sit and have a conversation at a comedy club for a long period of time, but oh, yeah. the second you turn a recording device on and like add a camera on top of it, now mm-hmm. there's layers. It's like a little. I know. You become aware that people are going to be observing it, and that kind of can throw off your game a little bit but luckily we can also edit this too so oh, if you, sweet yeah if you ever just want to take something out or yeah take something all the way back please let me know and we'll cool. mark it i'm gonna say a lot of offensive shit so yeah if, i don't know if you can tell gus it. is a real edgelord yeah comedian this guy's push the boundaries <laughs> uh i know i know a lot of gus's okay. in my life huh. because my family is greek uh, and i didn't know that for Greeks, Gus is short for Constantine for some reason. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait, so Gus Constantelis, is that related to Gus too? His last name and oh. his first name? Or is that why they call him Gus? That's really interesting. I never asked I, him about Yeah, it. that... I'll have to bring him in the pod and, yeah. and find out. Get him on, do all the Gus's. That would be pretty funny if his name was Constantine Constantelis. That yeah. Is, Maybe it's like Sully Sullenberger. Oh, yeah. You know, where it's like they call him Sully because it's his last name he also might have like a super complicated greek first name so like yeah yeah gus was a lot easier yeah but yeah you don't you don't mean you're uh not a greek guy just a regular old gus yep i'm a john augustus oh okay and have you gone by gus your entire life yeah was it weird being like an eight-year-old kid named gus (laughs) no i didn't uh i didn't think it was weird at the time uh yeah i like being the only one with my name because when someone says it, it's like, it's me. And I don't yeah. have to be like, do you mean, you know? But uh, that does mean that when there is another Gus, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. It's like Highlander. There can be only yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Every time I see Gus Constantelis, that's that's like the joke. You know, we're like, he's very nice. We never, we've never fought. So you may know Gus's name. Gus released a special mm. on YouTube two weeks ago called Top Gus. Mm. And... I feel like like I'm putting you on the spot a little bit asking you this, but if I feel like any comic would know this off the top of their head. What the mm. view count right now is it what, fifty five K? It is seventy one K. Oh, look at that. Yeah, I just checked right before coming here. I have uh first of all, congratulations. That's Thank awesome. You. Thanks, yeah. Um do you find in the past couple of weeks like you have to really fight yourself to not check oh, and yeah. not obsess? Oh yeah. For sure. Okay. I mean, I've got, I've not to brag. I've gone viral before. That's right. But, uh, I didn't think I would ever go viral for a, a horizontal video. That's 52 minutes long. I didn't think that would do well on the algorithm at all. So, uh, all, all my, like previously I've been having, you know, I'm like, don't check your phone. But this one, I'm like, I'm, I'm allowing myself to you check give yourself it all permission. the time. Yeah. It's like yeah. a little treat. You can, you can watch watch the yeah. numbers run up. Cause I've worked on it for a long time, like more than I've worked on anything else that I've put out into the world. So yeah. So, I'm pretty so when you say like you worked on it for a long time, I mean, obviously it's the conception of the material and the mm-hmm. writing and the, and the working it all out. That's like years and years and years, right? Yeah. I mean, basically the 10 years that I've been doing comedy, there's some pretty old jokes on there. Um, but yeah, but I, I guess I also mean just, I've been thinking about this special for a long time, like since I recorded it, I mean, since June of last year when I started thinking about it and then just all the getting ready and like, who am I going to send it out to? What am I going to say about it? The art for it, like the thumbnail, I took a long time to figure out. Mm-hmm. 
I made that little logo. The one that looks like the Top Gun thing? Yeah. I didn't pay anybody to do that. I did it. How did you do that? (laughs) I got a Top Gun logo, and then I traced over it with the vectors. And then, um, how did I do the S? I think I just... I just eyeballed the S. Do you have a, a graphic design background? No, I do. I work for a marketing company. That's uh, no, I don't work for a marketing company. I work in the marketing department of a company. Okay. And uh, I do a lot of um, just moving images and words around. Okay, so you're you're touching on a lot of things that I want to talk yeah. to you about because yeah, Gus is a comedian, mm. married with a kid and mm. I, with a with a job too. So like yeah, I, got I, a job. I, I thought yeah, initially I mean this is, might have just been based on your your jokes that I've seen on Instagram. I thought you were just a stay at home dad. Right, I say that yeah, it's not uh, true. Sorry, I lie. The yeah, the bits it was true when I th- when I thought of the most of the jokes about that. It was I took two years off when my daughter was born. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't work for two years. So oh, I, I thought you meant from comedy, but from oh your no, job. no 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 okay. yeah for, yeah no, I uh, didn't stop that for very long at all. I I I was in the hospital with my wife and uh, it was taking a really long time and I was like <laughs> I could probably make two spots. Yeah, I could hit late night tonight, no <laughs> yeah. problem. Yeah, uh, I didn't I didn't I stayed with her, but um. I, uh, yeah, I was, I was a stay at home dad for two years solid. And then by the time I, um, she started being like preschool age, I went back to work full time, but I kept telling those jokes for a little bit. Yeah. Wait, so I actually, all right, I want to kind of take it back then and yeah. get like the full picture here. So you said when you started comedy 10 years ago, yeah. where did you start? I don't know much about your background. Like where oh. are you from? Where did you start? All that stuff. So I'm, well, I'm from, uh, Lexington, Kentucky. Okay. Um, but I never did comedy there, um, growing up or, you know. I, I didn't start there. I started in Beijing, China. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. This I was just, uh, I was teaching English for a while and then I moved to Beijing to uh, do a grad program. I thought I wanted to be a Chinese teacher. And then while that, while I was there, there was an open mic and my friend dragged me to it and I just never stopped. It was like a, it's like an expat open mic i guess mm-hmm. i mean it, chinese people were allowed to do it but it was yeah. uh, <laughs> we no no chinese allowed no it was just mostly populated by expats doing english language comedy okay. just to preempt the question that i know you're gonna have yeah like were there chinese like people going up there doing stand-up in mandarin but... yeah no there was there were separate open mics for that okay um which i did do also but i didn't i never really like got it wait know? did you you did stand up in mandarin occasionally yeah wow yeah how would you do the same types of jokes and just try and translate them yeah. directly? Yeah, I literally translate. I, I mean, I picked jokes that I knew would translate. Okay. I, I wasn't just like translating them and then being like, well, why didn't that work? I did, uh, I, I basically only had like five or 10 minutes and it was hard because uh, people would laugh just because I'm a white guy speaking Chinese, you know? <laughs> and they also, because in, I don't know if this is still true. It's been a while since I've been in China, but at the time it was still pretty new to do like the whole idea of stand-up comedy in, in Chinese and in, in China. Um, but the the whole tradition of like performing, Chinese people would just, would like clap, laugh. You know you know we, we call it clapter? Yeah. That's very common in China. I mean, not just like, oh, I agree with that, but more like, oh, you did an amazing thing. Yeah. So people would like do tongue twisters or something, or they would, you know, have like a big long um, speech or something, and people would clap at the end of it. And that's how people reacted to me speaking Chinese. It's like, good for him. He's trying. Yes, exactly. Like, ah, ha, 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 ha. So it's, I never quite knew if people were laughing at me or the joke. I want them to laugh at the joke. So... 
was clapping like with comedians that you know maybe like natural born mandarin speakers or like whatever native tongue they had going on in the area like mm-hmm. was clapping kind of the main response they were going for or were the, was it kind of was there more that natural kind of laugh people were going for well? people were going for laughs i think okay um yeah no, no no and i think it's evolved since then this was like 10 years ago so yeah it's like a new thing they're kind of feeling it out as they're being exposed to it yeah yeah exactly i'm gonna move this this is like i hear my i hear my own voice in my head oh it's all good you can even just take them off i'm not gonna try i'm gonna try taking them off okay yeah there we go gus has removed the uh sorry i feel like i'm talking to myself no it's it's just going like here so the the actual translation from your joke it it was mandarin you spoke yeah yeah. okay so your trans the translation of your jokes from english to mandarin like did that give you any kind of maybe special insight into like the construction and the language Mm. of comedy because you have to be so precise and considerate with both yeah languages yeah i think so i mean as with in english like the funny part of the joke has to hit at the a very certain time so there were some times where, where, where i was like i just am not going to be able to get there on time like it's got to be like boom and i just can't say the words fast enough so i'm like i can't do that one um but otherwise i think it did i think it proved the the times when it did work proved to me that it is universal mm-hmm. like there are things it's not just like oh chinese people have different sense of humor it's too cultural or whatever like i don't I don't believe in all that stuff. I think there are like universal human experiences. And if you can just communicate them at the right time, like the English style of stand-up comedy, it does work. It's just that I couldn't, uh, uh, yeah, my vocabulary was not big enough to do my entire set, but I could, I found some jokes that like, yes, that this does work. And I did, I did it recently actually in, um, St. Mark's. Um, they have like Chinese shows there. Really? And I did, um, I did, I like, was like, okay, I pulled my whole hour out and I was like, which one, which ones work in Chinese? And, you know, I'm going to do those. And I didn't spend enough time preparing. I should have, but I, uh, I did like 10 minutes and, uh, one of the, only one of them worked and I put it on my Instagram cause just so I could be like, look, I can speak Chinese. Oh, I didn't see. All right. I got to keep an eye out for yeah. that. I, those could be my next question. Like, have you like, did you go yeah. viral in China? No, no. It, well, so the other thing is I feel even weird like talking about this cause there are, there are other people that do comedy in Chinese that are much better at it than right. me. Um, and they're probably, if they're watching this, they're like, this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> ben Frank does it real good. Um, Jesse Appel. Um, do you know, uh, uh, oh, I can't believe I just, Cut the part where I'm tr- I'm remembering his name. Okay, just right uh, to it. <laughs> yeah, Des Bishop. Do you know yes, Des Bishop? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. He was there in Beijing when I was doing it. He was like the pro that was in town. Oh, he's like a true international comedian. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he learned like old Irish to do comedy in, and then he he learned Chinese. He like used that. He did it for TV, and then he was like, I'm going to learn Chinese to do comedy in it, and he did it. And he's really good. That's he's incredible. Actually, yeah, and I think he still does it. Yeah. So, yeah, because there is, there was a, com- I feel like there were a handful of comedians that I've come across in New York that had that expat experience in China. Yeah, yeah. Turner, Turner Sparks. Turner Sparks, that's another one, yeah. Okay. I don't think he ever did it in Chinese, but but he can speak Chinese. But he was there. Yeah. So how long were you in Beijing doing stand-up there for? Like a year and a half. Okay. Yeah, and then I moved to Hong Kong um, because I met a lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and I lived with her for another year and a half. In Hong Kong, and then we both moved here. Okay, is that that's my wife? wife. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. sorry. 
Um, I was yeah, waiting for the other shoe to drop. It's like, did they break up? Did she die? Like, what <laughs> yeah. happened? But no, it's like they're happily married and they have a, a daughter, yes? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, so you met her in Beijing? I met her in Hong Kong. Hong Kong, okay. Yeah, there was a show. It was like the Hong Kong Comedy Festival. Mm-hmm. And she was... Um, uh, I, th- it was like the first night of the thing. I know you didn't ask how we met, but I'm no. I actually, into it. I'm I'm interested, especially meeting internationally like that. That's yeah. Wild. So, um, there was like an after party for the show in Hong Kong and pretty much any Asian city. Every show is like a party because it's like they, you know, it's just the weekend shows and they're well attended and everybody goes out afterwards. It's really fun. It's not like here, where you know you just do the show and then trudge off. Yeah, you try you trudge off. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the after party was at this like Irish pub and, uh, everybody there was from the show and I thought that I murdered, mm-hmm. I was convinced, I was like, I did so good at this show that, um, every, everybody's going to love me. And I saw my wife and I was like, this, this lady is buying what I'm selling because mm-hmm. she was there and she thought it was funny. And I went up and was like, Hey, were you at the show? And she was like, no. And I was like, Oh shit! I got nothing now. Was she at the show? No, she wasn't. Oh, she okay. was there to meet her friends who were at the show. I see. And very luckily, uh, one or two of them jumped in at that moment and were like, "Oh, you were at the show and you were really good." Oh, thank God! I know at the perfect moment. You had the endorsement from the friends, which is better than her actually seeing it, right? Because she did. See, I showed her the tape later, and she was like, eh. yeah, "Yeah, she could <laughs> conjure up whatever <laughs> fantasy in her mind of like, yeah. oh, this guy, yeah, the the interesting artist that I just met at the bar." Yes, exactly. And she like works in finance. Or she did then as well, so it was like interesting. She's like, "Oh, you know, he's in the arts." Mm-hmm. That's how she introduced me to her friends, <laughs> <laughs> all her finance bro friends. Like, well, he's in the arts. That's no, why no, he's, he's dressed he's like this. He's rich in character, rich in spirit. <laughs> That's what he is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, we just hit it off, and then um, she wanted to move here anyway. Um, for her job and I just tagged along and then um, that's it we're here so how long have you been in New York doing comedy then like six or seven years okay great yeah and it's it's interesting because I I met my wife after I started doing comedy too Mm. and I think it's kind of and there's some comics who like started comedy after they got married Mm -hmm. and like I, I think that can be kind of a tough sell to a spouse yeah but I, I, you know, this. I think it's great when you start a relationship from mm. a point of like, she knows what you do. This is the the context you met under. She knows what it's all about. So she was like on board with totally. Okay. Yeah. She. I mean, yeah. To her credit, through all of me not making it and still not make. I haven't made it. But she Your always. Your channel's monetized now. That's 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 a, that's a nice step. That's no, no, way. no. It's actually not. It's not. No, I I'm eligible now. Okay. This whole thing has made me. Eligible. But you went over a thousand, right? Subscribers. Yeah. Okay. Does so you don't automatically become eligible at a thousand, or you don't? Automatically you become get... eligible, but you have to opt in to put ads and stuff on your thing. You okay. don't just start making. Have money. you? Have you, you? So you haven't opted in yet? No, I'm afraid of putting ads on it because I don't, I don't want to like stop the flow of I people you. coming in. Okay. But maybe you think I should. I mean, if you don't need the money, then like don't. And yeah, it's, you know whatever you think is like the the best path forward. Yeah, I want to see if I can get it to a hundred k, and then maybe that'd be great. Maybe I'll do it. That would be cool. I don't know if that's gonna happen, but uh, I mean, it's like you know you, the upward trajectory <laughs> is is there. It's well, it's, it's fine. I can see the thing, and it's going like this. Mm. So it's like uh, you know it might hit seventy five k, but I don't know. Might might get a second wind anyway. When the album comes out, I think. Also, oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, this episode of the podcast blows up. Yeah. Then we this... get another 30,000 <laughs> getting you over the line. Yeah, people are like, I love Top Gus, but what is the story behind it? Mm-hmm. Uh, the behind the scenes, did... the director's commentary. <laughs> yeah, how did he meet his wife? Um, did she go to the show? That's what I want to know. 
Uh, uh, so you guys moved to New York. Yeah. And she's working in finance uh, and like crazy mm-hmm. finance banker hours. No, actually, she works pretty. I mean, it's like she gets up real early, but she, you know, she's off by six. Oh, that's great. It's not I, crazy. I had Adam Euler on the podcast and mm. like him, he told me about his time at Goldman and it uh, sounds yeah. like an absolute nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So she's, I mean, she's not a banker or um, uh, whatever you call it, investor. She's a headhunter for those people. Oh, uh, okay, great. Yeah. yeah. So she, I mean, she does have to, you know, it's annoying because sometimes she has to like call them after work hours because she like basically picks people off and convinces them to leave their job so they can't talk to her at work. Mm-hmm. So they'll be like, I can talk to you at five you know 30 or whatever anyway it's sorry this is real boring but uh she's it's the minutia that makes <laughs> up people's lives i think you know it, yeah i think it informs everything so no detail is too boring in my opinion i i can bring it back uh she <laughs> the fact that she gets off work at a reasonable hour is what allows me to do this mm-hmm. because she comes home i can just pass my daughter to her i mean not literally anymore i used to do that i used to just be like here you go um, but if she was doing that, if she was working long hours like that and, um, I had to be like, can I, can I please go do comedy now? Can you, can you tell your, uh, you know, investor people that to, just to stop, can you stop the market while I go do my <laughs> eight minutes? Then it wouldn't work. Right. Yeah. Well, so, so you, yeah, you moved to New York, you guys, I mean, you get married after you move here, right? Yeah. How long, uh, until your daughter comes along? I think it was only like two or three years later because we got married in 2016 and then she came out in 2019. So yeah, three years. Okay. And what, like any apprehension around like, how is this going to affect yeah. my, my comedy career? Yeah. Like, how did you move through that? I thought I would have to stop. Really? Yeah. Or, or pull some stunt like you're doing where I'm like, <laughs> where you tell everybody that you're stopping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, th- yeah, I thought I just wouldn't be able to do it. Um, because I'd be a stay-at-home dad and her job would take precedent, which it still does. But I just thought I, I wouldn't be able to do both. Um, that's why I didn't want to uh, have my daughter when we had her. Like, I was I was pushing. I was like, can we just, like, just give me a few more years? In fact, we, I mean, she wanted to do it pretty quick after we moved here. Uh, she's older than me. So the biological clock was ticking. Yeah, human biology is deeply unfair to women and yes. uh, their aims and goals. It, it sure is. And, uh, I, we put it off as long as I, I put it off as long as I could. Um, and then I, re- I just realized baby trains leaving the station. Like if you want to have a baby, we got to do it now. Cause I also realized, um, I'm saying this like it's my decision. Right. It was mostly my wife's. No, but it was, I, I don't think you, she you have some input. I, I have feel some like. input, but, uh, I realized that like, you know, putting it off until like I make it or whatever, or until like I'm making money doing this is stupid because I could be not making money for like five or 10 more years and then we can't have kids. And then it's like, well, good thing we waited. Mm-hmm. Now all of our lives are ruined. So, uh, so I'm not explaining this right. But, no, no, uh, it's like, it, there's no guarantee if you waited that something good would happen yeah, or even exactly. if something good did happen, then like, you're not going to, the only way to have both is to have the kid now and yeah. then try and figure something out. Yeah, later. exactly. I also knew that like, the the kid would take precedent anyway so i m- might find a way to like i i thought that i wouldn't care like mm-hmm. she would come out and then comedy would just melt away um and if that had been the way that it worked out that would have been fine too because i knew that like she would be the most important thing uh what i didn't think would happen was that i would i would still have time to keep doing it 
Okay. Like five days after she was born, we were just sitting around with a baby and I was like, there's a, like, I still got my, my lantern spot. And she was like, you can do it. And I was like, are you sure you're okay? And she was like, yeah. Cause it's just a baby. Right. You think like a baby's like, ah, you know, but there's lots of downtime with an infant. And she was like, yeah, go for it. It's fine. And I was like, okay. And I felt real weird leaving the house. And then I went into the spot and came back and, um, I was like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. And I, was, and I knew that I was like, all right, I'm going to do this forever now. That's crazy. Like, yeah, your mind kind of blows open at the possibility. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's really weird how, I mean, not just comedians, but people in general will something happens or something big is about to happen mm-hmm. and they'll invent, maybe I'm just projecting and talking about myself mm-hmm. here, but like just invent this narrative of yeah. like, well, because of this, then X, Y, and Z is going to be the, the state of the future forever. You yeah, know? yeah. But it, with, like you said, within five days of this monumentous <laughs> life-changing event, it's yeah. like, I guess I can go do a spot. It's really, <laughs> yeah, really no yeah. problem. Yeah, exactly. We're really good at inventing reasons why something's not going to work, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, like when you're not successful, you're like, oh, well, it's because they don't like this kind of jokes or, you know, oh, it's because I'm a, a dude or yeah. whatever. It's Straight white, white guys, yes, our, time ex- is, our time is over, man. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. fair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've, uh, I've thought that many a time, but, uh, it's, yeah, it's harder to be like, you know, no, 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 it's, I just need to get funnier. Yeah. Uh, the, the fault is with you. It's, yeah. it's really hard to admit, admit your own faults. Yeah, definitely. And I, so I thought that I would be able to just use that as like, oh, well I got to stop, you know, but, um, yeah, I didn't see that coming. And, um, I wouldn't say it's made me, uh, you know how like Louis says, uh, like it made him better. Like it made him like, uh. Uh, like uh, he said, like w- when his daughter was born, he was like, well, now I got to, I got to step it up. Mm-hmm. Like I got to make money, you know, I can't die. I got to mm-hmm. re- like do it. And, uh, that didn't happen to me. Like I was like, I could, I could totally die. Yeah. I could, I could die and it would be fine. Um, there's life insurance. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, my comedy career could die. Like oh, I wasn't I like, you, um, yeah. I wasn't like, um, you know, like, well, I got to write back. Cause I, I'm not the breadwinner. You know, my comedy's not the breadwinner. Right. So I was like, uh, well, so when, yeah. when, even before, when you guys moved to New York though, like it, what is your end goal with comedy? It's like, I want to be a working touring comedian yeah. that, that was like always in, in the front of your mind. Yeah. Well, I thought, um, just from listening to comedy podcasts and stuff, I thought if I just started doing it, somebody would be like, uh, Hey, you're funny. You got the goods. You're going to write on the tonight show yep, or whatever. Let's go on the road. Come yeah. over for me at a bunch of theaters. Yep. The, the, the fallacy of Pete Holmes is crashing. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Your third week in comedy, you're going to sleep on Bill Burr's couch. That's, that's usually how it goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I, that, that, uh, you made it weird. His podcast is kind of what got me into not doing comedy, but thinking I could do it mm-hmm. professionally. Cause he just talks about meeting people and getting involved in stuff. And I, I thought that would happen. I thought, Somebody would be like, you, join my thing. But that is not how it works anymore. Uh, yeah. And also, I don't know if it ever really worked like that. Or I think it only works like like we believe it works like that because it's the successful people mm, telling the stories. That's true. Yeah. You know, like there's... I And I love Pete Holmes and I love that podcast. I listen to it so much. But there yeah. was a moment on there that really irked me. Where oh, yeah. like he was talking about like, you know... Back when I was a nobody comedian, nobody who I was, I was just working at the cellar on the weekends. And it's like, go to hell. Like, if you're a nobody comedian working at the cellar, what the fuck am I? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. When, um, uh, let's make this one the viral clip. Yeah. Fuck you, Pete Holmes. (laughs) You're a great guy, but you were off on that one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, no, I like, I like Pete Holmes. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, what was I saying? 
uh, you never I thought this would happen meeting people getting oh, pulled into stuff yeah now my uh the c- career goal has shifted i just want to be i just want to be just uh successful enough that i can like tour and like like i can go out on weekends do some show like headline some places maybe even theaters one day maybe but and then just come back and just make money from that like have a big enough following that i can say i'm going to chicago or whatever and people come to the show so you think you're not dependent on like shows or spots within the city to like grow your profile or like yeah i still i mean i still want to do spots in the city i still want to live here right but i guess what i mean is i'm not trying to be like famous anymore i'm not trying to be like uh seinfeld or pete holmes or uh you're not trying to tap into like the new york industry and like and depend on that for yeah yeah no you're just trying to build it outside of yeah like like from from inside out of yourself, kind of. Yeah, basically. I just want to have my little mailing list, and I can be like, hey, can I go to this place? And Or, or I tell, I'm like, hey, I'm going to these places, and then people come and buy tickets to that. Mm. Just like a direct relationship yeah. with people. I don't think that anybody's going to be... Like, I used to think I would be discovered. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. And somebody yes, would be yes. like, you, you're, you're going straight to the top, mm-hmm. you know? Someone throws the rope down, or throws yeah. the ladder down, whatever the metaphor <laughs> is. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't, I'm not hoping for that anymore. I, whenever I say this to people in front of my wife, she's like, well, it would be nice if you were really famous. <laughs> <laughs> I could stop, you know, working. Yeah. yeah. That, that would be, that would be the dream. I don't know if we're ever going to get there, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's the goal now. So you have the kid, you, within five days, you can realize, all right, I can still do comedy. Comedy's not going to melt away. Mm-hmm. I can still pursue this. Um, when does your life kind of settle into being that stay-at-home dad mm. and then going out and doing comedy at night? Yeah, I mean, as soon as my wife got off maternity leave, which I can't remember exactly when. Um, it was too sh- short from her perspective. But uh, yeah, I just, um, geez, I don't know, within a month probably. So you left your job and then you were... Oh, right, right. So I, uh, I thought I could still do my job because I've been working remotely for... A long time and so i just thought like oh i'd have a baby right here and i just do my thing and that works for about uh six months mm-hmm. until she starts moving and like uh you know bumping into stuff and uh requiring like constant attention that's when i was like okay i, I gotta stop and i just told them i'm i need to stop and i thought they would i they were very nice and they let me come back after a year and a half oh really yeah i'm very grateful for that but um yeah, I didn't get paid or anything. I didn't have like paternity leave or anything because I'm like a contractor. So um, yeah, it was about uh, about six months after that. I was guess. that a big shift for you to like go from this lifestyle of work and comedy and then the kid is introduced mm-hmm. and then it's just like at home all day and then... Oh, no. <laughs> no? So yeah. you didn't find it harder to like get out of the house at the end of the day because you've been home all day with or like... A little bit. I mean, I... I I've heard other comics talk about like being alone all day. And then like when you're on stage talking, that's like the first words that you've said mm-hmm. that was like every day for me. It's okay. like, I'm just talking to a baby who's yeah. not talking <laughs> back. Like, yeah. It's not coming back the other way. Yeah. And also I'm being like, da, 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 da. I'm using a completely different voice. Like, yeah. Wow. Oh my God. You know? And mm-hmm. then I'm like, so, you know, I would catch myself sometimes on stage, like being like, yeah, <laughs> you know? Oh, I forgot you guys oh, aren't eight months old. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My bad guys. <laughs> yeah. When you, uh, posted after your special recording, you posted something along the lines of like, um, 
you know, I want to thank my daughter at the end of, he said, I want to thank my daughter. I would say I couldn't have done this without you, but actually you made it way more <laughs> difficult than it actually was. Yeah. 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 Um, how did you deal with the, the difficulty of like w- in what ways did, ha- I mean, it, it seems maybe kind of obvious, but in what ways did having a kid make it more difficult and how did you fight through that? Where did those doubts creep back in of like, Oh, maybe mm. I can't do comedy and have a kid. I don't know. You just smushed a bug with your, I hope you smushed it. I think what? it was a lantern fly nymph. No, maybe it moved. I think, it, yeah, it's, I'm looking for mystery bugs now. I think we're good though. Is yeah. it around? No, fuck it. Um, did the doubts creep back in? Oh, was it challenge? Yeah. Um, I don't think no. Cause it's all very gradual because a, a baby is very easy and confidence inspiring. Mm-hmm. Cause you're like, this is, I can do this. All these other parents with their babe, their shitty babies. <laughs> like I got a good one. Everybody's like, I can take her anywhere. She doesn't cry. And then just very slowly as consciousness seeps in to your child, um, it becomes harder and harder. So I guess it was just so gradual that I didn't, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really think like about it. Like a frog it. in a pot like of boiling f- water. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah, it just, be. I, I, no, I think by the time, like it got really hard, like when she was like almost two, um, and just needing like constant attention. That's around when, um, like my, videos started to pick up a little bit Mm -hmm. and i was like oh i gotta keep i got that boost of confidence from that so at no point was was i like oh shit i can't do this so like with any difficulty that you might have had there there was some type of like progress or forward momentum on the comedy side to like inspire you to like push through for sure yeah okay that's exactly what happened and um not that there's been a lot of progress. It's just been like kind of slow, like, oh, okay, yeah, I can do this now and blah, blah, blah. And then like, oh, a little video, you know? Little... Can, can I've had like a, like, I haven't had anything go super, super viral, but I've, I've just had like one on TikTok that got like 600K and like I could nice. feel my brain being rewired in yeah. real time as all the, like the dopamine. Yeah. All the notifications mm. are coming in. Like, it, like, Go what? Because you well, all right. There's a couple of things I want to talk about here. Because all right, Gus has like a, a few videos that have like a million plus on Instagram. Yeah, and but like, uh, you're still at like right under 10k followers. Is that maddening at all? Like, <laughs> yeah. where like you think yeah. like, all right, what the fuck else do I have to do to not see the whole number of yeah. followers that I have? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a, a good way to put it. Yeah, I just want to not see the ones digit mm-hmm. on my <laughs> follower account. But it's so stupid because it doesn't matter. Like. Mm-hmm. No, it's not like these people that have like 10.1K followers are like, yep, uh, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. But I, this is the number that'll really do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not like there's a bunch of like agents on the other like, whoa, 10,000, get us not, you know. Yep. Nothing's going to happen when I get to 10K. But it's still to me, I'm like, Ooh, that'd be sweet. Dude, I feel like if, if I get to 10K, I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy myself like a cupcake. <laughs> yeah. And like, that'll be it. And then, yeah, your life, your life is just the same the next day. Yeah. Um, so you start posting stuff, you said two, like 2021 was when you started putting videos um, up or videos started going, like yeah. numbers started kind of taking off. The funny thing is I, I was always putting, uh, sketches up like little one minute sketches before there were reels or TikTok or anything. I just put it on the stupid little square mm. thing and on YouTube and nobody watched them. Um, but then reels was the big thing. Real, uh, Katie Boyle, all credit to Katie Boyle. She was the first person that told me. I put up a little video in a square and she was like, you got to make that a, a vertical thing. And what, what year was that? Was that 2021? I think it was 2021. Yeah. It's like, 
it, not that long ago. It's two years, but it, it just seems so foreign to, to yeah. comedians now where it's like, it's like, oh, yeah, I guess I should do a vertical video. <laughs> I think it's because yeah. like there was a whole like in the 2010s, like the mid to late 2010s on Reddit, there was this huge anti-vertical video mm, backlash yes. like in those communities it's like what well, why rotate the fuck? your phone mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and then it just completely flipped yeah yeah, yeah. quite literally like yeah yeah the, the phone flipped yeah that's funny yeah i'm still like an old school i still feel like hold it like this but yeah no everybody's this now um but yeah she meant reels she was like you got to get on reels mm-hmm. and i was like what's that i thought it was stories like yeah. i was like i was like you mean stories? i don't even look at those and she was like no and she was like she had already gotten a bunch of followers from it. I was like, okay. And I did. And like the first one got like a million views. And I was like, oh shit. Was that the playground dad joke? Yeah. Playground dad. Okay. Um, it's a great that you're so well versed in my discography. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my realography. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. I'm doing this forever now. Mm-hmm. Like getting that first one. You're like, this is what I do now is I put out videos and I luckily I had a bunch of footage. And so I just picked the best like the best instantiation of each bit, no matter where it was, I like combed through. Okay. Every time I did that bit, every time I did that bit and I like made a spreadsheet and I was like, okay, this is the best one of that. Um, the one that I had that went like to 10 million, I didn't have the audio from it. Like the club lost the audio (laughs) and I was like, fuck. And then I looked in my phone, uh, audio thing and I had it, I had the audio on my phone. Oh, so you synced it up. I synced it up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. How, how (laughs) like, well, I guess you didn't know that it was. No, I didn't know it. What, yeah. What's uh, sorry? I, maybe I'm not super well versed. What was the 10 million one? Oh, it was uh, um, like I'm a stay at home dad, so I cook and clean and oh, do all that Oh, it's not that, that hard. Yeah, yeah, it's not that hard. Okay. Um, but uh, that I mean that always got like a little pop at the clubs, you know. I was like, I was like, this it always works, but I didn't think it was gonna like pew. And of course it did. I think in. Not just because it's funny. I mean, I, I don't even like saying that joke anymore because it's not true anymore. Like, yeah. I don't I don't actually... I, I've got, like, a full-time job now. I don't... I'm not really, like, a stay-at-home dad. My kid goes to school. So um, every time that, like, my wife sees evidence of that clip, she's like... <laughs> Fuck well, you. What happened to honesty in our home? You're, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. putting on a performance out there. Right. Also, because I don't even, like... I mean, I still cook. That's the thing that I do do. But I don't, like, clean as much as I used to. And I don't do the laundry as much as I used to. So every, but it's in the thing. It's like, I do the laundry and she's like, go fuck yourself. 10 million people. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're just running shit around here. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I think the reason it did it so well is because of, you know, there were a lot of like men in the comments being like, yeah, fuck yeah. You know, <laughs> tell Dude, them that, that is like kind of such an upsetting thing mm-hmm. about like if there's people are fighting in the comments about stuff, it does well. It's like you personally, I guess we personally benefit mm-hmm. as comedians from just like the controversy. The, the, yeah. Or like the, the slow dissolution of society yes. and like, you know, civil discourse via online comment sections. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, you know, world's fucked up, but 10 million. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I know. I know it was hard to uh, feel bad about at the time. And it, it actually was not the funny thing is it's, it really was mostly, men in mm-hmm. the comments being like yeah bitch <laughs> and so few women check being, out my andrew tate fan <laughs> yeah yeah exactly no relation uh oh, yeah but he uh but so few women so few women being offended mm-hmm. you'd think it was all women being offended from the way that men are reacting in the thing to nobody to invented women just i mean there were a few people being like i don't think it's very funny there's you always know? a couple yeah there's always a couple but it was mostly just male aggression 
Um, but I'm glad they liked it. Yeah. That must have been such a, when it actually did well and started taking off, you must have just been like, I'm so fucking glad I found oh, that yeah. audio. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah, I can't believe that I, I found it. And, but I also did, I spent a lot of time trying to find the best one of it. Mm-hmm. I felt validated because I was like, no, 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 not that one because they didn't quite pop as much as they did in yeah, this there's, one. Yeah, there's like a big applause in that version of it, right? Yeah, and there's also just the right amount of applause before I drop the second part of it because mm-hmm. it doesn't work if people don't give a little clapter. Yeah. You know, like I say, like I cook and you know, I like women have been doing this for thousands of years and if nobody bite like bites the bait on that part, mm-hmm. then it doesn't hit as hard. Some people have, some women have to be like, yeah, you know, and then I do the thing. But um also, a lot of people claiming that I stole it from Bill Burr. A lot of comments about that because he's talking about putting DVDs and DVD players and that one. It's like a similar subject matter, but it's nowhere close to the same joke. Yeah, yeah. I it, know, totally. Yeah, a comedian has never joked about his relationship with his wife and housework. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's you know, please give me a break. I know. But you really, when you have a video that's like, has 10 million views, you see all the people. Mm-hmm. Like all the trolls come out of the thing yeah. like oh this is who's on the internet it's uh it's terrifying do you when you see like weird messed up comments like that and i feel like i mean female comics get this like a hundred times worse oh, yeah. but like does it affect you in any way or are you able to kind of separate it by thinking like all right anyone who would one think this mm-hmm. and two type it out and three press send is clearly mentally ill yeah i uh I, I thought that I would be like that because I've seen examples on other people's videos of people being crazy. And I'm like, yeah, it's, we don't care what they, that those are crazy people. Um, but when it happens to you and they like call you out specifically, it does, you're like, no, but I didn't mean that, mm-hmm. you know, it hit. Yeah. You so, almost feel like that, that sting of like that kind of fight or flight response, yeah. even though you know, it's they're insane and they have two yeah. followers and, and their yeah, profile yeah, yeah. picture is a cartoon. You know? Yeah. It really bothers me but i i've never respond to those no of course not yeah you just gotta let them die you have a uh, better self-control than some other comics i feel like oh, so some yeah. comics make a sport out of fucking with people in the comments which yeah. I, I i personally am too sensitive to even begin to engage in that kind of online warfare yeah you can't do it because you'll never win no you'll never they'll never be like oh you're right <laughs> good point oh my bad i'm gonna go <laughs> home and rethink my life <laughs> fuck yeah never engage so you have some clips start doing well in, in 2021. Is that the genesis of like, all right, I'm going to collect all like, I know like the club reached out to you yeah, and yeah, like yeah. To, to put the, the special together. But like, that's when you did that really start to build confidence for you. Like I can really put a whole hour together and put it out there. And be yeah. Proud yeah. Of it. The club suggested that I do an hour and record it and make a special out of it. And, uh, to be honest, I didn't think that I had an hour at that time. Um, I did cause I had been doing it for 10 years at that point, but I, I didn't think I had an hour that I liked, but within the, which is a huge difference. Yeah, right. Exactly. I thought I had 35 minutes that I liked and then, um, they were like, okay, well we can record it in November if you want. And I was like, which was like, uh, five months away. And I was like, all right, I can do it. And then I just, yeah, I just pulled it together. I just pulled every funny thing that I had ever thought of and like, crunched it all together you know ran it a couple times it um that's the thing i wasn't headlining at the time right you the the right way to record an album is to be on tour do your hour a bunch and then at the end of it when it's really good uh re- then record it but i didn't have that 
so I had to like call friends and be like, can I please headline your room and do my album that I'm going to record? And uh, Drew Freilich in uh, Detroit, he put me in his in his basement. Oh, no, in his living room. He turned his living room into a comedy club, invited all his neighbors, and I did it there for the first time. Um, Zane, do you remember Zane? Zane Sharif? No. Uh, okay. He came from Atlanta. We went back to Atlanta. He hooked it up for me there. Did it there, too. To um, three people? Did it three people in a giant uh, restaurant. And then I did it a couple more times at the Lantern. Thanks, Joe Russell. And then that was it. That was I'd practiced a bunch of times in my daughter's room mm-hmm. while she was at school. But um, I still think it came out really good. In case you're thinking, like, oh, he only did that five times. I'm not going to watch it. It It's good. It's a good special. He's proud of it. He endorses it. Yep. That's who you want to talk to yeah. when you want to find out if you want to watch someone special. The person that stands to benefit from but, it. I think he would even say that it's good off camera, off a podcast. Like, you know, if you ask, because a lot of times I, I, I will talk this way about my own album sometimes, mm. people, where it's like, it's fine. Like, you know, <laughs> I, the material is uh-huh. good. There were 30 people in the audience. It's fine. Like, yeah. That's kind of how I feel about mine. But did you, um, in that five month period, like how, like how much new material came out of that or was it just kind of culling and improving old stuff? Yeah. Some new material. I don't know, maybe like 10 minutes, but, um, yeah, it was just, I had actually recorded an album before in Hong Kong okay. way before I was ready to do it, but I just went through the whole thing. I was like, no, that's still funny. That's still funny. And I just kind of tightened it up a little bit, Okay, but there is stuff that like I've improved on even now. Like, I'll tell a few jokes from it. I'm like, ah, this is the better way to say it. Right, but you haven't, like, thrown out all of the material. From I haven't thrown story. out all yeah. of it. There's some stuff that I don't do anymore, like the stay-at-home dad one. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I just, I'm tired of saying this. Well, that's the other thing I was talking to Adam Mueller about, too, where he, he's, because mm. he has a YouTube special as well. And oh, has, yeah. like, a lot of views. Yeah. But he'll go on, like, they'll, oh, you might have seen his YouTube special. And then he'll go on stage and be like, how many of you have seen my YouTube special? <laughs> just dead silence. So it's, you yeah, can just yeah. do anything yeah. from the special and it's new to them. <laughs> right, right, right. And so that if they see 10 minutes of that, it's, oh, this guy's funny. Then they go back and they see the other 40 yeah, yeah. after it. You know, it's like you're kind of giving them like a sneak preview of of who you are kind of into it. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's ever been mad at me for repeating material. Right. Um, or like doing a joke that they've seen online or something. I think, yeah, people are too worried about that. But I also do, I want to get to the next one, mm-hmm. you know, sooner rather than later. What does sooner mean? Oh, uh, I mean like, I don't know, within like five years or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 But I, I guess I, what I mean is I, what I want to like headline other places, I'm not just going to do the hour. Right. I'm going to do, you know, selected bits from the hour plus whatever I'm working on now. Well, so yeah, you have like road dates and stuff coming up, right? Um, no. Okay. Wait, do I? I don't know. I thought I no. saw you sharing something recently. Uh, no, I did. I did. I just, uh, was in Lexington in okay. my hometown and I headlined for the first time there. Um, which was, uh, it went pretty good. I released it on the same day. So I like promoted it and stuff and it, it's yeah. gotta be a good feeling. You like go home and like yeah. do something you're proud of, you know, share yeah. something you're proud of. It was fun. There were people from high school there that came and, uh, my dentist came <laughs> <laughs> with his family. Yeah. I was like, wow. All right. This better not suck. I mean, so now like, you, you know, you have a special comes out. It goes well. Obviously, you know, like you get the the serotonin boost, or the dopamine boost when like the, the numbers start going up. Like, mm-hmm. do you, but do you feel like a little more sense of like, I don't know, artistic security or artistic confidence that it's like I have this thing out, mm. I'm proud of it, and it gives you confidence to go forward with new stuff. So basically, my goal with the special at first, because I didn't think anybody was gonna 
see it at first. I just wanted to have this like a sort of like a like a resume thing. Like I I can send this to people, like bookers like a calling on the road, card, basically a calling card. Be like, hey, I can th- this is what I can do because I don't have an agent or manager or anything. So I was like, at least I've got I'll have a special, you know, and they can watch and be like, okay, if this guy comes and headlines our club, he'll at least be this good, you know. That's all I wanted. So yes, I have that plus all the people that have watched it. Um, so yes. And do you find that, you know, cause now you're balancing a lot with, you know, a kid and you're back at work. And of course, like, you know, marriage is, is a big part of any, your relationship is a big part of any married person's life. And then mm-hmm. like, do you, do you feel like you have a handle on, on all these different <laughs> things that you're trying uh-huh. to balance or like, what is the, uh, yeah, the, there's basically, yeah. Like I have four jobs. I've got like comedy my daughter, my day job, and then like being a husband mm. and the husband part is the one that has suffered for sure. That one, cause everything else is like, well, I gotta, you know, I mean, I guess a, if I was a decent person, the comedy would be the one that would, I would be like, Meh. but, uh, but it's not like you're just doing comedy, like to a brick wall, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? There, there's like proof of concept there, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, right. 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 It, you could build a future for your family with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, to her credit, my wife doesn't want me to do that. Like she's, she believes that I could go much further with it too. So it's not like I'm being totally selfish, but uh, yeah, I just, cause everything else, cause I know it's good. That, that was my thinking. It's like, well, I know we're in love and everything. So it's like, I'll just do everything else and like, just do the bare minimum here. But uh, yeah, after a while it uh, kind of catches up with you. Like we go on a date night and it's like, Oh shit, what are we, what are we talking about? Now? <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you, what do you do? <laughs> we, um, I, I so I started a new a new job recently ah, and I congrats. have to be in thanks I have to be in three days a week and it's honestly been great because um before I was when I was unemployed or working from home I would be home with my wife a lot more and we would just like like everything we had nothing to talk about at the end mm-hmm. of the day because we were experiencing it at the same time mm. but now like either she's at the office or I'm at the office every day so we have physical separation we can come home and be like oh you won't believe what the hell happened mm. or did you see what this happened on the news it's like that's cool I, th- I think sometimes that that distance can be a little helpful in that like um like yeah you might have to take another a minute to find your footing so mm. to speak but like there's you have time to like miss each other mm. you know what I mean for sure yeah yeah but then that plus like exhaustion is not a good combo. That's like, difficult. Yeah, we've had like weeks where we like literally barely see each other because mm-hmm. she'll be like, and we're, but we're in the same house. Like she's working in the this corner of the house and I'm working over here. But we, she's just like on calls the whole day. And then like you know my daughter comes home and then we're like, uh, and I'm like, can you take her? And then I gotta go. And then she gets up real early and I like that for the entire week. So I like barely, uh, yeah, talk to her. If I could offer a suggestion, this is something I heard yeah. on another podcast. It Please. was Head Coach U by UVA's former football coach, Bronco Mendenhall. Talk. He talks mm. about in season, mm. which is the busiest time of the year, uh-huh. him and his wife would have like a standing date in their calendars, like mm. scheduled, like recurring Microsoft Outlook invite mm. of 12 to 1.30. I mean, they're Mormons, so they would go to the Mormon <laughs> church together, and that yeah, was their yeah. date. Yeah. But like, yeah, even just putting... He advises young coaches to put an hour into mm. the calendar hmm. just for that because scheduled things happen more than unscheduled things. Uh, so yeah. it's like if, even if it's just an hour and once a week, it's still like a signifier of like 
an attempt to, yeah, yeah. to do stuff. You know that I mean? is a really good idea. Yeah. We need to like schedule more like date nights and stuff. Part of it is like finding babysitters. Yeah. It's, it's real hard. Um, we did for the first time ever, I think, while I was home in Kentucky, we left my daughter with um, my, uh, I was about to say my grandma, my mom, her grandma. She had like a grandma's sleepover night and me and my wife went to Louisville just like as a date night my whole night we like really needed to do that not just for that but like just to talk you know Mm -hmm. to like be in a car together and like have dinner together and um talk like adults um not that everything else isn't great i mean it is nice to have like your whole family like you to eat with your daughter but you don't nothing's accomplished other than the eating right when you're just like because it's just like can you and like trying to keep there's no conversing yeah you know? it's like oh she lives for another day you know, yeah she, yeah she got dinner yeah exactly um so that's good so we're doing fine i don't mean to we're no i'm not yeah i'm not uh this doubting. is marriage counseling yeah we're on the couch and uh we're, we're talking therapy yeah. style here no. but like something something has to give like when you're doing that many things mm-hmm. you know like you can't like have it you can't be a, a comic and work 40 hours a week and be a good dad and a good husband you got to pick three yeah you know so for a while it was like I was a I was not a good husband. But now the the balance is now we're yeah now I'm just a bad dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One woman in this house has to suffer, <laughs> and it's either gonna be the wife or the daughter. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was gonna ask you how your um how's your project going? Oh, it's like yeah, it's like done. Like I'm not mm-hmm. really uh, yeah, I'm like resigned to being done. But I don't know. I still love stand up. Like I I've been rewatching Louie. Mm-hmm. on his website and like just watching the the stand-up scenes like it makes mm-hmm. my heart like sing mm-hmm. like, like you know it really really kind of fills me up to watch that so i still love stand-up but I, so i think i just need to change my relationship to it or de-emphasize it or just not put so much into it you know mm-hmm. um and just see if i can get something enjoyable out of it but no matter what at the end of the year unless something really crazy happens i'm gonna take a big big step back from it if i don't mm. stop it entirely sweet yeah yeah but you know who's not stopping comedy entirely Gus Tate. Oh, he is specials available now. Um, this will be out barring any crazy technical snafus on September 13th. Sweet. So the album version of mm-hmm. Top Gus will be available September 22nd. That's correct. Wow. Awesome. Good job. Remember I remember that I've, date. Yeah, it's like burned in. I have a good memory. Things get yeah. burned into there, and I, especially with like numbers and calendars, I can like visualize uh-huh. it. Um, Gus, thank you for coming by. Anything else you want to plug? Any follow social media um, handles, all that stuff. Yeah, just follow me on Instagram. Specials on YouTube. Maybe can I, can I put like a little uh, pre-order link for that album? Yes, yeah, so we're gonna have links in the comments. So oh, just, yeah, sweet. Send me the pre-order link, and we'll be good to go. Yeah, just watch watch my stuff. Thanks. Top Gus, the video. Top Gus, the album. Gus Tate on the platforms, and uh, we're good to go. Like sweet. and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, that's it, man. Thanks. And, uh, get home to your family. Yeah. Thanks, Pete. All right. This was fun. Definitely. Talk to you soon.